0: But after Nico spent a long time trying to work out how to make a wheel spin, <laughs> uh, we did not bring the correct uh, file types, etc. to make this work. So unfortunately, there will be no spinning wheels. Oh no, no. But we still have lots of... Uh, Free, very interesting visuals and lots of we're to for tendons spinning every time it's supposed to spinning <laughs> We are in a
1: room full of illustrative designers, people creating So I think imagination we are not spinning. It. It's yeah. better than it's not spinning. I think we can
0: all agree. <laughs> okay. So welcome to the book cover design wheel of fortune. Here we go. asking, what is a book cover design wheel of fortune?
1: Well. That's, That's a very good question. Good. We will answer it very shortly. But let's first introduce ourselves. Um I am Nicole Taylor, I'm a literary the literary art director at the Little Brown book group and I've been designing for thirteen or so years, essentially all the way up through Little Brown with a slight hiatus in the ability to go to public commons. I work on many literary fiction from sort of you know sort of prominent sort of bestsellers, BrickBedd, Molly Crowley to slightly more obscure poetry list things and
0: bit of everything in between, to be honest. Yeah, and this is. And I'm Jack Smith. I'm a freelance uh, book cover designer. I've been doing that for about two years on my own. Uh, before that, I was working in Fourth Estate, Simon Schuster, and Little Brown. Uh, and super Nico I work across a huge spread of things with a slight lean towards literary fiction. But I'm kind of uh, lucky that I get to work with uh, publishers and art departments all over the world on all sorts of different uh, books. And what gives us the right to talk to you?
1: Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, we've been hosting events at St. Bryce Library for the past five years, which have kind of been inviting various book cover designers and illustrators to talk about the process. We hosted an event three years ago at um, the book fair in the other room, which was some sort of very overly elaborate kind of cover meeting. Um, and we very kindly were asked again by Ashley to come back and recreate talk that was meant to
0: happen about two years ago, um, which was. The book book cover design we of fortune. So, how does this work? What are we doing? But those two things don't make sense together, you'd be correct. It's a 90's game show that we are using as a vehicle to answer some frequently asked questions about book cover designing and also to highlight some aspects of uh, the job that we think uh, are worthwhile discussing. So, we're going to spin the wheel like it's spinning, uh, it's going to land on a topic or a question, and then we're going to address that. It's completely random because we don't even know what it's going to land on as it's no, spins no, and starts no,
1: 360 degrees. So let's introduce the wheel. Various questions that we'll hope the answer
0: around the next half an hour or so, or 25 minutes to the right quick. So and it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. Oh my oh, gosh. Land on, land on. Where will it land? How long does it take? Which is if you're, you know, we're meeting you at a dinner party with your friends or family, it's a uh, frequently asked question. How long does it actually take to design a book cover? It's also if you're working for a publisher or a client, or how long do you need? It's a difficult question to answer, um, but it's a frequently asked one. So we thought we would examine that uh, to a degree. And
1: as you'll see, we kind of contradict ourselves every second sentence. So, you know, which is all in the spirit of book design. So I'm choosing here, this is a cover that was designed by David Pearson and I commissioned for the very well established Margaret Atwood. It's one of her first books, um, and we were kind of reissuing from, you know, across the whole set. Um, and I've worked with David on various of these, and I said, okay, here it is, the next one, the other woman, really interesting book. Basically, a woman can get drunk in her lust of food, and it kind of all gets very complicated. And I said, great, cool. you've got two weeks of visuals, send me some stuff, and we'll try that again. Two weeks later, I get this single visual, and I think, well, thanks for the various visuals, but I kind of love it. Um, thankfully, sure, the editor, we sent it to the author, sales approved it, marketing approved it, and we ended up this cover, which was essentially the same thing he sent that first email, which is very much an example of a very short process, which isn't quite typical of uh, the whole thing that we do. Um, as I will prove here, which is a book for another very established, powerful author, one that recently came across to one of our own imprints, Monica um, Fantastic novel that they paid a lot of money for, between kind of like it's a love story, it's kind of contemporary across two cultures. So, off I went worked work with the fantastic editor Ayur Ahmed, um, you know, there's photographic directions, there's illustrative directions, there's a playful words, um, graphic play. We were all quite happy with these sort of, you know, the starting point. We end up here, Everything in the house we've got two threads representing the characters, we've got subtle tearing, showing the tension, you know, one of his names, Dave you know, it looks clear, it's literally got sprayed edges, you know, all the bells and whistles. Um, happy days until Monica sees it. And right, this all says, I think we can do better. So, back to the drawing board. Photographic, graphic, illustrative, handsome one. Domestic, subtle suggesting, handsome one. And this kind of went on and, on and on and on and credit to Monica, she was right, we, we definitely had a better cover in us. Um, we ended up with these three, so we've got kind of again, the, kind of the essence of the type of work workplay, which had to start. This kind of suggested, suggestion of the two kind of cultures mixing, and then introducing the characters in the centre, which was where we ended up. But compared to the first cover, this one took months. And you know, printing Monica, we, she was right; it was better metaphorical.
0: Uh, last year I had the absolute pleasure of working with the fantastic Pete Addington at Faber on a um, uh, nonfiction sure book that's coming out uh, this year called The Premonitions Bureau. Uh, we got the early draft of the manuscript, chatted to Pete, kind of we worked out what it needed to feel like and look like quite early on. Uh, and so I did a couple of visuals and then he's like, yeah, you're almost there, but like it needs to be a bit more X or a bit more Y. Did a few more visuals, a little bit more this, a bit more that. And, I think sometimes you think it's relatively straightforward to crack the style and the feeling or the approach you're vaguely trying to achieve in this that's like mid-century kind of graphic style. But sometimes it's the last ten or fifteen percent of really working out the perfect way to employ it on that makes or breaks a cover. And you know, a lot of these I think feel a piece, they feel like a very similar realm, but we just have to like really make sure that it's the, the perfect, perfect cover for this book. Um, so it took all of these to get to the final piece, which is this one, which is coming out, uh, I'm going Summertime. But this, to me, sits well with those previous covers, but it is the white one for this book. And that extra 10% of refining it down, refining it down, it really, really like separates uh, a like, relatively successful project from a very successful project. Absolutely. Uh, and contrarily, I was working on this uh, for Script Press last year, I got uh, the brief and the manuscript, with quite a long need in time, which is a lovely thing to get. So I was taking my time, having a little bit of a read, having a planter, but not really engaging in it yet. Uh, when uh, Deanna, the editor there, said, oh, there's a catalogue or something coming up with Japanese visuals I can use as a placeholder. So I quite quickly just put something here. that's relatively graphic. This is a book about someone who's rereading the classic novels and, and books that they loved growing up um, throughout their life. So you think there was something quite bookish in there. But because I was just putting together something kind of hopefully energetically, and um, I put this typographic uh, treatment together and they said, yeah, we'll take that and we'll take it for the actual cover. So this was incredibly quick. I hadn't really started the process. And um, so there was the antithesis to the previous one where instead of like really like laboring through and kind of like really working through the process, it was the result of, kind of like a very quick initial um, response to, to the brief of the book and hopefully it's created an energetic uh, cover that, that works very well. Um, but that took almost no time isn't it? Absolutely. Oh it's our lovely, oh. inanimate <laughs> ananima it's spinning in all of our minds it's spinning, isn't it? <laughs> well, where's the landlord? Where's the land? 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 Where's where's your land? land? Who, knows? Who knows? Do you read the book? So
1: as you can tell, we're kind of working our way through the dinner party. We're bumping into people, and everyone says, you know, kind of, "How's the text of your product? Do you read the book?" Which I think every other person says when they say, you look a book designer." And well, as will prove, the answer is, well, maybe.
0: Um, Last year, the very beginning of last year, I was honoured to work with the absolute wonderful Donna Payne on this book, The Plot, uh, for Favour. And Donna sent you a brief and some comparison titles, but also the manuscript. And I said, How to read, have a read, like work stuff out and then try kind of get going. If you have a very good brief, sometimes that's all you need. If you have some good comparison titles, that's gonna direct you. But with this, this is one of those ones where once I finished the book I was like, okay, I know what this needs to be. Um, because through reading the text, all these things get jumping out. You've got the fact that it's called the plot is always handy. So you're going through the plot of the book. There's also an important uh, grave plot some point in time in the book. And it's about someone who steals a plot or like, uses a plot. And I think if I... I had only relied on a brief work, or the conversations that Donna and I had had. I might not have gone down this route, but it was one of those ones where I finished the book, which is really good and worth reading. Uh, I was like, oh, I think I know what to, what to do. I want to butcher a book uh, in order to make this, which I did. And I will say, it is, uh, the book that I used to to, to 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 create this cover was a book designed by Nico Taylor. Shameful. <laughs> 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 Shameful. Sorry, Nico. The mark is over. Uh, and in a contrary way, um, a couple of years ago I was working in-house for the state and I was sitting across from my art uh, director, Gina Humphreys, who was chatting to Michelle Payne about the new book she'd acquired, an fiction book called Money, um, that was really about like empowering younger people in modern society about how to engage financially with the rest of their life. And they were chatting about this and what it needs to feel like, what it needs to look like. I don't think she did you read it at this stage. And because I like the sound of my own voice, I interjected and said like, oh, maybe you should just look, make it look like a Monzo card. Because at the time everyone was used ESIM, so Monzo has, you know, pitches of revolution in banking. So we made it look like a Monzo card. Uh, we changed the because we were a bit us. But like that was the quickest. And that's one thing is like that's not based on me working that out. That's a conversation thing, which is one of the lovely things about working in-house or with people is that sometimes things happen organically from conversation, uh, but that basically took zero time. It, uh, and, and, and it's, you know, the antithesis is to, or not zero time, sorry, but didn't read the book, just had the concept, which often, often happens with uh, non-fiction books, it's about the idea. Completely,
1: I think we're kind of proving the point that actually you can never predict how it's gonna start, or how it's going to, and you know, is it better to read the book or not? Well, maybe is the answer, really. So I was briefed on the book, A Lot of Minorities, by, you know, book shortlisted, Biana, cool sort of very heavy literary fiction writer. This book came in, and it's set in Nigeria, Cyprus, it's about a farmer, and it's kind of Igbo mythology, and it's like and it's really big, and I just sat staring at a blank screen for weeks and weeks, thinking, come on, this book is going to come soon, you know, I've got to come up with an idea, and it's chasing me, I think. The only way I'm going to get some ideas is by delving into the text. So, as you can see, page 66, a handful of, handful of scattered feathers. Which made me think, I think there's an idea in that. My it, beautiful. This, really is this is the finished cover. Yeah, yeah pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, and I kind of like sheepishly show the editor this, but kind of say, look, you know, it some the text, you know, like we've got something in here. And she says, cool, I kind of need to say, like, yeah, professionally, but yeah, this is good job. So I kind of used some kind of um, stock images, get some kind of lovely, interesting typefaces, throw a few kind of quotes on there and say, okay, well, this is how it could really look. Um, and then credit to Issa Sanchiato, um, apologies to her if I'm getting her name wrong, but I said, let's draw this first copy. And she did, and it really transforms the cover. But this was one of those projects where I hadn't read the book, and had not got anywhere near this final cover. Um, so we go but we go to this one. So this is Fran Libritz, and if anyone knows Fran Lieberitz, she is like cool personified. She like kind of, has written for every cool American kind of journal going. She's like friendly of Scorsese, you know, she hung out with Andy like, Warhol 70s. She's this really sassy, kinda of, confident, kind of brilliant woman. Anyway, we got her essays in and then it says like what we're gonna do with the cover and then yeah, you know, so I kind of I haven't really know much about that but kind of like watching the Scorsese documentary coming out and you kind of think, how can we not just feature her? So I just said, we got to find a cool photo. Anyway, luckily she knows like thousands of cool about know, so we say like, let's just get a portrait. And it writes itself, you know. I didn't need to go anywhere near the text for this one, you know. It's all about her. She writes about everything, you know. It would really be a hindrance to almost kind of try and represent everything that was in the book because there's so
0: much. Absolutely. And it's spinning again. (laughs) It's spinning around and it's landing upon iconic covers. Uh, And I think there's something interesting about this, where there's always a few covers where you you, you feel like you almost couldn't imagine them any other way. Um, And we think this is quite interesting because it almost feels like the process or things that happen in the lead up to that cover were removed from our understanding or our experience of that cover. And, and for this one, we were very lucky uh, to have a couple of other cover designers uh, send us some of their work and some of their covers for us to discuss. So, thank you to the following uh, few designers for, for, for sharing that with us today. So, if you're a designer, you probably saw
1: this on like a cover con. If you've kind of been to a bookshop in the past couple of years, you've probably seen this like, proudly placed on shelves. It's free, written by Lisa and um, designed by the fantastic Greg Hyndman, who's like deputy art director of Bloomsbury. And we were just thinking, like, how did it kind of get to where it is, and how did it become so iconic, and how did it get used as like such a sort of a staple that so many people have ripped off, um, and what is it about it? So we said, okay, great, give us some of the other stuff you've got. And he said, these are like, really fab coats, you know. And I guess it was kind of, we're looking into this idea of like, how can you imagine a book any other way? And it's only because like it's dropped through the approval process. These are all fantastic covers. So you've got some that are kind of slightly like more neutral. Yeah, the top right is the yeah. one. You know. Um, but clearly, you know, it's part of the process. You've got to work through ideas and there's never like one holy grail perfect cover. Um, and it's all about just kind of working with the people you're working with, whether it's kind of within a publisher or whether it's amongst your peers or people the audience, essentially. It's about finding the one that resonates with the most people. Um, I think this is a perfect example. These are fantastic covers, but they do quite do what this is. Um,
0: yeah. um, how does one redesign a new uh, cover from 1984 by George Orwell, a book that has been done and done and done, and is full of uh, visual tropes or like uh, plays on, you know, uh, on, on the text that we're all super familiar with? Uh, David Pearson was tasked with this uh, a good couple of years ago now. And this is an early early edition that he kinda of played with and it's really you see already he's trying to challenge and subvert the established penguin and paperback style. But it does, it, that's not the singular route you went down, but I think that's very important to, 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 to think about. You know, This is another kind of like, no author name, just for coming out of pipes, and that kind of like, integral structural um, functionality of like a city, or an, or an industry, or a machine. You scored these as well, I like Sometimes we, we see some uh, book covers where we're like, oh, that, that was just, that's just what they did. Um, and then even when you start looking at you know, removing, or redacting, or, uh, or, you know, um, challenging or stopping the viewer from actually engaging with the information they're trying to, to try to take in. You know, there's different ways of doing that. Is it a die cut? Is it removing that? But it, what the beautiful thing about this outcome is that he really challenged this process. He, he did a bunch of different um, tests about, you know, overprinting with different foils. Is it debossed? Uh, is it embossed? And how does that work? And it, and it's, it starts to become about the physicality of the object in a wonderful way. So when he finally created this um, incredibly iconic visual. It's all about this. It's about the physicality of the book, and he's challenging the viewer, both physically, to engage with the, the actual physical object, and also playing on the idea of the text. And it's a beautiful thing, but it came from a process of him trying out different ways of doing that, both in terms of designs or illustrations, and also physically. Yeah. Um, and it. it you know, you, you could almost say that, like, you can imagine the the, the the die cut, the one where it's cut out, working the same way. But I think the fact that you push that a little bit further really makes it breaks this one. And it, almost as much as
1: I can say, there's no perfect book cover, but almost this is quite kind of close because it's sort of like plenty of Penguin brand, it celebrates the kind of all. that you've really kind of got to know your onions to kind of know what it is, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it clearly does because it's so impressive. And the amazing thing about it is that it changes over time because it's two foils printed over. I think we think it's two foils printed yeah. on top of each other, so that if you carry it around for long enough and get scuffed and you love Orwellian literature, the title will reveal itself over time. So it's one of those things that, like, it's a cover that doesn't exist in one way, in one space. It, it, it's bespoke to each, each individual user's uh, experience of that. And I think that's one of the things that, like, make, really excites book covers. designers and the possibility of expanding further than just the JPEG. Absolutely. The first
1: book covered scratch part, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So I think, um, this is Burnt Sugar. This was designed by Holly Obenden, Again, really fantastic designer. And I think with literary fiction, I think it's a bit of an old trope that It's like people say, oh, you can do anything. It's like, you know, just, just do what you want and work. Which I think isn't quite true because it's forgetting that you've got to kind of make it appropriate for the book, you've got to make it appropriate for the publisher, everybody in between readers. Um, I think this is a good example. This is a really kind of bold, sort of, perfect executed cover, I think. You know, it's plainly complicated, it's got that bold pitter, so kind of Bold, speed, purple. Yeah. Um, but this is what it could have been. And these are equally interesting covers that maybe don't have quite that personality. Um, but there's something about that first one that really kind of pulls you in. And I think maybe these don't feel memorable, you know. Because I think we're kind of proving them quite well. Countless foreign publishers talking that exact clubber cover, and I think something that comes from the book, and it is just all about that bold execution of just letting something very simple, really kind of elegantly executed, like speak itself. You know, it doesn't have to try and be too many things at once. You know, um, I
0: think one of the for this is like it doesn't offer, it doesn't exist only in a vacuum or in singularity. It's part of a process, where it's being shown next to other options and visuals, so like. I think it, it's easy to forget sometimes. You see something that works so well and is so synonymous with this, this title that, and it, it was one. It was one with a lot of other also that. Absolutely. Jack, please spin a wheel. Spinning it. I'm spinning it. It's spinning it around. Have you designed anything? I know. And um, again, quite an interesting question, especially if you're reading me for the first time. Almost impossible to answer completely. Um,
1: it's like kind of when people say like, what's your favourite album? Or like, what's your favourite painting? It, it kind of is one of those kind of questions that kind of frees you on the spot. Yes. Yeah. And you think, well, I kind of designed lots of things last year, and it's like, are you into like, the true fiction? Are you into kind of like, really commercial, um, organised long method I'm looking at? You yeah. know, sort of like, not my kind of uh, wheelhouse at all. But, you know, we work across a lot of things, and I think one of the skills of being a book cover designer of all working with books is that rep is, you know, part
0: of the package. Absolutely. Um, and
1: I think, you know, it's so
0: impossible to answer. Yeah, and I think that's thing. like, especially, I, I found once I was freelance as I was supposed to work in the house, people had this impression that I only did a certain type of book because maybe that's what somebody I have with like a portfolio or whatever, but as Nico says, it's everything. You have to be able to do everything or have to be able to like approach everything. And therefore when someone says like, Oh, is that anything I know? It's like, well, it's like, well the last twenty books you read or what are you into? Because like chances are if I am sort of something you did worth something you know, I've worked with something in that realm I'm not. that's the same for every book cover designer. I think a lot of people see book of designers work and, and think like oh it's just those types of covers but it's everything in between and by doing everything in between it makes you a better practitioner, it makes you more able to uh, be dexterous and to evolve the practice and keep it opening out as opposed to like narrowing down and only doing a singular type of cover, or a singular genre, and that's how I find it. Absolutely, unless you design the Richard Osloan, in which case you know what, everyone's right, so
1: that uh, <laughs> well was a Richard Bravian Penguin. Right, take it away. You're spinning it again, it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. Um, so we wanted to kind of give you a little bit of insight of what the process really entails as well, because it's very easy to kind of feel like we're just talking about work in a very isolated way. But actually, you know, we work as a common ecosystem. Kind I of work in house, so I'm currently working with kind of editors, people in marketing sales, you know, the MD. Everybody has their claws in cover side sometimes. And it's a really important part of how we work, you know, being able to kind of deal with feedback and interpret it and um, make the most of it, really, because like we be fools if we just sat here and we can read you all the answers. Yeah, which we're is trying, to. It's
0: okay, I'm trying to give them more. <laughs> we are wearing Britney mics though. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so this is an email I got last year when I was working on books, which I'm going to read out to people who might to. But as well, I have feedback for you regarding something. The attacks were showing to Waterstones and they love the concept of it, hoping there will be a straight winner, but annoyingly no. Various others in the team found it too much for the eye and felt jarring slash slightly nauseating if stared after too long. So in one email I've got, oh this is good, Waterstones really like it, I think we can go for it. But the actual crust of it, the cut, the crux of it, it uh, is actually making people want to get sick. So <laughs> it's quite tricky to kind of go, okay, have to dilute this thing, which might be the reason why Waterstones like it, and also not be annoyed that people think, oh, I'm going to get sick if I look at this thing for too long. But that's part of the job, you know, to analyze and interpret feedback however it's given and try to turn that into a positive result and not get offended or not get annoyed. It's like, stop looking at it for so long, you know, just buy it and move on, you know, but that's part of the job, and you've got to have thick skin. Thank very much so, so very much. You have to be masters in
1: of interpretation and translation because I got sent this just the other day and I was working on like a very very prominent kind of um, musician and this is an autobiography, so you think quite straight down line kind of book. However, you're thinking it's not. There. It really isn't. Uh, anyway, not. so this came by an agent and by the editor, and I'm kinda of thinking all I got was this, it's like just like heading with the kind of author's name and it just said this. And so passive aggressive, can name practice design, try again and get a bit more jiggy jiggy. <laughs> and if you know
0: what
1: jiggyjiggy means, well, you've got my job. Why imagine you have um, the covered. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. So it, just go music on and see what happens. No, but I think it's an important part of, like, as much as we want clarity, we also have to be able to take these very abstract, woolly bits of nonsense and kind of work through them and kind of work out, okay, what do you really mean? You know, look back at what you've done and then kind of really sort of start fresh. Which I think sometimes is quite good. Yeah, you get. can be very
0: happy. Um, and also, one of the nice things about technology is that it allows us to do lots of things, but also means that sometimes people will ask stuff that they probably shouldn't, that, 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 that you know, might not have been possible a while ago. Like, make some subtitle bolder, fine. Put them in a yellow top. Now, the photo shoot has been done. Like, I shouldn't have to go redress this celebrity order, author, but it's one of the strange things where sometimes, because people know it's possible, because Photoshop is a magic wand that sometimes, like, oh, you see the yellow top? Yeah. You see them with the purple belt? Yeah. You see them with different shoes? sandals, like You change... i I, I said to uh, Nigoria that once uh, an author was on the cover of their book, asked me to change the colour of their eyes, because they wanted blue eyes. It's like, the people know your face! That's why it's on the cover, but... Sometimes it, it, it gets tricky to kind of like, go like... You can have anything in the world, but that's means you should see in every every possible option. Uh, so it's kind of hard sometimes to... to, 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 to Stop people from wanting everything complete. And I think the important thing is sometimes
1: you've just got to have a thick skin. I'm not gonna read all of this, but this was sent to a, a colleague that was recently, and it just says the cover is hideous, the colour all for is the that baby ring in the box again is colours, can't they just do a normal adult signet ring? And I think this is just a lesson in sometimes you've got to suck it up and say, look, now baby. Your book, they might say how yours. Yeah. So, um, we might spend on Um I'm just going, you know what? we will got to do what you want to do. It's hideous twice in the an email. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. And sometimes out. you really appreciate just how direct some people can be.
0: And um, so the, it's spinning again. You guys are <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're better, oh. um public feedback. Uh, one of the very interesting things about the the you know being a book of designer in this century is like Previously you would do the job, you would uh, engage with your colleagues, get approval, blah blah, and then it would go out to the readers. We've always been a public-facing practitioner. That's what what we're trying to engage with the casual reader, the casual uh, bookshop browser. But now the conversation doesn't stop. As in like, because of the internet, now the public feedback can can kind of never ever end. (laughs) After you finish the
1: job. Absolutely, that. and I think I worked on a book a couple of years ago. Sandy toxic it's like autobiography. The concept was slightly odd. It was like her riding the number twelve bus around London, but it was a really quite interesting book. So I think great. Popper on the side of the bus, advertising hoarding, kind of moderately witty, also a little bit tacky, but happy days. Oh, hold on. Honestly, that's the cover. could take a special photo for the occasion. Well, thanks very much. I won't say
0: that then.
1: Um, how, how do they know that that song is special? Topic I don't know. I really well, don't know. But, you know, they were, um, they were kind of right I at mean. But, um, you know, it just proves that when you think it's just gone off, it's Sunday Times Top 10 bestseller. Seller. on the internet will find it and criticise it. But,
0: that's fair enough. That's on Twitter, and at least I guess it isn't. Oh. An article in The Guardian, uh, for using a cover you designed uh, while well, you're in-house is an, an extreme example of why UK-based book cover designs are terrible in comparison to the US, thanks to The and Guardian. Um, this happened a couple of years ago, I stepped in as my art director was out sick to do this in a day with some images that Hillary Clinton's people sent over. I thought nothing of it. I was like, oh, that I was here to like handle that because they needed it in a day. I'm not, never going to think about that again, or am I, until the Guardian comes out with this um, article basically saying how terrible it looks. And, you know. <laughs> I think it's a fair assessment. Look, I'm not arguing, but I, I, I was not, I was not, okay. you they didn't uh, warn me, they didn't ask me if I wanted any comments, but it's still like, yeah, okay, I. I, I just, He's kind of scared about everything he's going to do. You know, everything have to be brilliant? Oh, well, Jack, if you listen to me in the last slide, remember, thanks <laughs> again. I think the problem is, well, it didn't stop in the article, did it, for this one? No. The, in the comments, uh, people like kept going, also, really bad cutout along her hair. UK publishers not doing any favours here. Look, I'm good at Photoshop. I don't know if <laughs> Scampers is, but Scampers didn't like that I sent this press junk a photograph of Hillary uh, Clinton and didn't do a good job in the day I had to do the cover. like. You know, don't get up with my Photoshop skills, I'd to go bread and butter. Well, at least he wasn't or she wasn't the only one. I, mean, like, I don't want to make people sad for the entire profession, but apparently I achieved that, and I'm very proud of that. I've got this framed on my wall at home. Yeah. Who <laughs> can blame you,
1: top of your CV. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of put a bit of perspective on it all, because, yeah, of course, we are always welcome to feedback, whether it's in house. You know, authors, um, retailers, even sometimes people on the internet. But remember that they're very only a small slither of the whole population, potential readers. All of the book covers are designed with, we haven't published so many book covers ever before, I think. Mm. And I think it's really healthy to take criticism on board but I have a bit of perspective of,
0: like, just because something like Scampers No, Scampers! As a data, scampers is big But there's there's so many people who are happy readers who are, you get, you either didn't think about the cover ever again or really liked it, who were not saying lovely things on the internet and that's fine as well, you got to keep that in mind, right? Completely, this is my internet language theory like, you don't have to worry about the people in the middle <laughs> And it's not all bad as well, like, we don't want like to get back, you know, be moaning about people saying mean things like every year, year on year, there's another uh, like online magazine or forum who are doing another roundup of the best book covers of 2021, which is a lovely thing. And those lists are growing and growing and growing. Like there's one that has 101 this year and only had like 87 last year. And you look at that, people are championing book covers uh, year on year and taking note of them and kind of saying, look how amazing this is. And look how amazing this is as well. And, it's, I think that's a testament to people doing really, really good work, and people appreciating that. Kind of the book cover having yet another um, uh, um, function in the world now, in that it's operating in an online. Uh, Completely. I think we're seeing it yeah, on
1: Instagram. We're seeing them on billboards. We don't know. oh premonitions for your on a billboard outside the building. Yeah. And I think it's really healthy. And I think you know we have like things like the ABCD Cover Awards, which are kind of set up by book designers, running into their like tenth year next year. And the Designer of the Year Award is back. In- uh, yeah. Before, I think, I think, I think it's, it's a really healthy, positive time to be in. book covers, uh, whatever field that is, whether it's kind of children's or adult or
0: so published, so I think there's a real sort of vibrancy in amongst And Yeah, yeah. and people um, are excited, yeah. and, and the book covers the community is relatively small in the UK, but it's everyone knows each other, and there's a lot of like, that lovely thing of like, slightly competitive, but actually just, oh they did something amazing, Yeah, that's yeah. I'm excited now, I want to try to do something. A lot of standing on the shoulders of this yeah, yeah, and it, it's a lovely place to be, and this is a good example of that, I think. It's, internet land is not all bad, and something that's really lovely, and it yeah. you know, makes people excited about doing more and new work. Completely. And we
1: appreciate, we're running out of time, but... Spin, 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 spin. We're spinning.
0: Does anybody have any questions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for hanging around. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for spinning the video.